Well, here we are. We've got a new step, a new stage. We're in a new spot as Ontario continues to reopen. We're all excited about that. You can go indoors. Uh, I can't remember now. What happens after we're done this step? Um, there are only three steps. Oh, there's only three steps. That's the Minister of Health reminding me that there are only three steps, except for there is, of course, a step four. We don't call it that. There's a step four. Uh, and to get that, to get, get there, the uh, chief medical officer of health says it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough because we got to uh, we got to get what seventy five percent average fully vaxxed. That's full uh, province. That doesn't look that hard. Looks like we can get there. That the I think the tricky one is going to be seventy percent. No public health unit can be below seventy percent double vax. So I think we're going to get past that seventy five percent overall. Because there are some places that there are some areas that are just way out in front, but there are you know there are some public health units that are dragging behind. But nevertheless, we will eventually get to um, minister a step four minister. There are only three steps. There's just the, there's just the three. But as we continue to reopen, people are going to go be, be going back to work. They're going to be going back to the office and more and more. I think what employers. What employers are going to hear from employees is the little Johnny paycheck. Take this job and shove it. Why am I coming back here? I don't need to come back here. I don't. Why? Why would I've you know, I've moved off to Lindsay or where I've moved off to where Flesherton. I'm not coming back into the city. You can take this job and you know what you can do. Take this job and shove it. Well, that is what is going to be happening. And if you have talked to employers, small business owners especially, there is a real struggle out there right now to get employees back in there. And that puts you in the driver's seat as an employee. As a worker, maybe that means you can get an extra bit of cash. Maybe you can get a different job. What can you do about it? Catherine Meisner is a career expert and joins me on the line. Hello, Catherine. Hi, Alan. What, tell me what you do. Let's start with that. So I'm a career expert, career and salary negotiation coach, and I help people figure out their next step in their career and then find and land the job and the workplace that's right for them. Ooh, I like, I like that. So what's mm-hmm. going on uh, out there in terms of your perception of what's happening with uh, workers? So we've a lot of people have probably heard about the great resignation that's happening I tend to think of it as the great reevaluation, both in terms of for employees, but also for employers. A lot of people have had a lot of time on their hands, uh, or at least they've been home and not commuting as much. And so people are starting to think about, is this what they want? As we go back as workplaces in North America are opening up again, is this the best fit for their lives? And as people are thinking about this, uh, they're starting to think, does my current role, does my current workplace actually fit with what I want? So people are having that reevaluation. They're having having that reckoning. And I think there's the assumption that uh, people want more money and that's the priority. But what I've found in my work with clients, and I actually just did a quick poll on Instagram and my Facebook, is that it's not just money. I think it really depends on different factors for different people, whether it's uh, issues of sexism or racism in the workplace or 
uh, not able to support different abilities. It really depends on each person and what their needs are. So people are starting to look for a better fit for themselves. And sometimes that's not necessarily going straight into another job. That's taking the time to maybe take a bridging job or a little bit less stressful job so they can have a chance to heal from burnout, especially if there's parents um, who have had to deal with everything that's gone on the past year. Sometimes people need some time off. Uh, And then at the same time, employers are having to respond to that. That's it's interesting. It's you know it's been widely accepted that cash, that money, the salary is not the primary motivation for people mm-hmm. to talk about their jobs. It, is it is it work life balance? Would you put like that as your number one um, in terms of what you're seeing? I do hear a lot of like work life balance, but even when people tell me that, I get I ask them to define what that is for them, and right. it's very different definitions. I see. So for some people, they want really family-friendly workplaces where it's not a big deal if they need to take a day off to take their kid to go get a COVID test, which will be happening, continue to happen. Um, And for other people, work-life balance is they want to be able to work from any location and not have that be an issue. Um, And for other people, they want actually the ability to travel for work as travel kind of starts to open up domestically and internationally. So I think the key that I hear is flexibility and having workplaces that are responsive to workers' needs and wants. Now, the the challenge here for employers is not only the potential and increased costs, whether that is mm-hmm. in a benefit package or, or whatever, but also to be able to respond to their skilled employees, especially the employees that they want to retain, and be able to, you know, deal with each one on this individual basis that you're talking about. What's what's your experience been now actually working with those that are employing people? Well, I think the people who are doing it well are asking why are people leaving and why are people staying and not just guessing. Uh, I think there's kind of the joke of like, great, everybody's doing a great job and the employer gives a pizza party when really people <laughs> want like, a day off or they would love a bonus and so not assuming that uh, employees all want the same thing and not not assuming that what employees want is the same as what leadership wants so asking people why they're leaving allowing that to be even an anonymous exit interview process or survey can also inform uh, how to retain people and I think that's also we're talking about people that are leaving, but also asking people, why are you staying? What could we make? How could we make this better for you? Uh, and not just how can we almost uh, we talk about diversity and inclusion a lot, which can result in, oh, I have diversity of whatever percentage. But I think what's more important to focus on is how can employers create belonging where people actually feel welcome, they feel seen and they feel supported. And always I, to me. You know, whenever I've worked in a management role, I, I've had management roles here at Global previously. It's about it's about career development, as I think is of the one thing that I was always struck with is you know as a middle manager is that the mm. when I was the most successful, and I wasn't always successful, but when I was most successful in in uh, dealing and handling my reports, is I was able to understand what their career tra- 
trajectory in their mind was and help them towards it, even if that meant, even if that meant sort of positioning them towards being able to leave the company. Mm. Yeah, and I think that touches on it's like one strategy, but it's differentiated for everyone. So, and I hear this a lot from employees is or for, from clients is not that it's necessarily that they want like to move. Not everybody wants to move up. I think there's that, that assumption. Everyone wants to move up. Not true. But what I do hear a lot from my clients is people want managers to be invested in their career. Mm. So what each person wants, what investment looks like in their career and pro- progress will be different. Sometimes helping them realize that they may need to move somewhere else. Uh, to grow the way they want to. But even the simple act, being in middle management, first of all, let me acknowledge that's hard, especially during the pandemic when (laughs) everybody's remote. Uh, How do you build culture that way? It's difficult. But giving managers the time to even, and maybe even, dare I say, a budget to support their team. uh, Oh, now that's crazy talk. I know. And so, and that's another question is like, it's easy to say we support X, Y, Z, but does the budget reflect it? So that's something as people are going through the great reevaluation, resignation, knowing what you want is important. Also knowing how to spot when employers are actually offering that uh, more so than just lip service is something that I'm helping people develop that skill on a daily basis because it's hard to see through smoke and mirrors. Catherine, really fascinating. I appreciate you coming on and sharing today. Thanks again. Mm. You're welcome. That is Catherine Meisner, who's a career expert in helping people as they reevaluate what they're going to do with their job. Johnny Paycheck, you with me? Take this job and shove it. <laughs>